Hello and welcome to this episode of Rent, the Rent Roll Startup Podcast. We've got some special guests joining me today, Rob and Christina from Paddington Realty in Perth. Now, the reason I wanted to get Rob and Christina on the podcast today is because they're a husband and wife team who run a very successful property management company in Perth. And if you've ever tried to work with your spouse, you might know that it's not always easy to run a business with your spouse, but they seem to do it so, so well. So I've asked Rob and Christina to join me today to talk all things running a business with your spouse. Let's jump in. This episode is brought to you by The Social Summit. The Social Summit is our free and live social media training event, and it's coming up soon. So to register for The Social Summit training, go to rentrollstarter.com forward slash social summit and get your registration in Welcome, Rob and Christina. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. To get us started today, I want to find out which one of you was the brains behind starting the business. Whose idea was it to start? Rob's. (laughs) I won't say brains, but um, (laughs) I think sometimes you've got to be silly to start these things. And look, it was me. um, And I think it it was a silly... It was a silly reason, and um, we just we just weren't happy at the time how we were treated as tenants. In fact, of a property we were renting, and um, and I just left my job. Um, the, the reason I came here was a mining and exploration business that um, that we founded, and I just left my role as CEO. And we were at home for a couple of months and thought this is a bit boring, and. Um, at the same time, gee, we're not happy with how we're being treated. We could do this better, we think. We can. I know we can. And we have. That's such an interesting angle to come from because a lot of people I talk to start their agency because they think they could provide better service to the landlord, but not so much from a tenant's perspective. No, well, it was just, I think it just spawned from how we felt we were treated um, and just sort of thought, well, you know, we, we, we've got the skills, um, you know, to some degree, the landlord side is, well, we thought it was easy. Um, no, the landlord side is, 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 you know, the landlord side, I think most people have that down pat. Um, and then it was sort of looking at it from the tenant perspective. So when you first started the business, did you both just start working in it together or did one person start and then the other person joined? So it it was Rob initially. I was working for a um, mining services company and, oh, no, I was at BHP when you first started. I could not remember. I I have a habit of jumping. I do a lot of contracting work prior to working in the business, so I did jump around a bit. Rob, I was working at BHP, um, Rob was at home and we kind of had that balance of one of us bringing in an income and the other working in the business so it wasn't so important for it to be, it, we wanted to grow rather than income generate straight away um, and I went to move and move roles to a mining services company and then I, I got made redundant again. I have a habit of finding industries too um, that I end up being made redundant. So we turned around. It was a bit earlier than we wanted, and but we turned around and said, right, this is it. I'm not going to get another job. It's both of us. So 
we have to do this. So one of the reasons I wanted to speak with you was because I wanted to learn more about how you work together as a couple, because not everyone can do that, have a, have a marriage and a business partnership. But can I circle back to find out a little bit more about what you wanted to do differently with the way you serviced tenants? And what was your strategy there? Like, what were you looking to provide to your tenants? So I think one of the first things that, that we started to do, and look, I guess this was a little bit of, be, be a little more hands-on. Um, so I think we sort of started that process at the handover. Um, so whilst, and look, this was a little bit of self-interest, we sort of sat back and said, well, we don't have the money for an office, so we're going to need to work from home, but we don't want people coming to our home. So how do we counter that? So suddenly sort of being that, I guess, mobile agent, um, meeting tenants at the home, the handover, um, walking through the property condition report with tenants, um, doing that very much, you know, physical hands-on handover with our tenants on site, meeting them there, um, which was, I think, great to start with, um, I guess, as we got busier and, and then, you know, years later as we acquired an office, I think that became a little more challenging to keep up with that. But that was one of the, I think, one of the first things that, that we did. And also, I guess, was a point of difference um, from, our, from our competitors in our marketplace who were, again, you know, in that traditional, um, you must come to the office, you must sign off on everything at the office, you must have your induction in the office or if there was an induction at all. Um, you know, we just found that, you know, from a first up, we could go through things like, here is the hot water service, here's how you light it, here's where the fuse box is. Um, you know, here's where the owner has hidden the, you know, spare keys or whatever. Uh, we could go through all those little quirks of a property um, with a tenant one-on-one -on -one and, you know, alleviate those calls a day or two later of the hot water pilot won't light or, uh, you know, where is the uh, retic sprinkler box or where's the foxtail point, all of those sorts of, you know, that we think are trivial but are really, I guess, annoying and frustrating when you're two days into your new home and you've got no idea where anything is. And I think, too, investing that time up front with the tenants and it goes to remembering that in the real estate, in the property management transaction, there are three people in the relationship. There is the property manager, the owner, but also the tenant. And the tenant's a very important part of that relationship. And if it, by investing the time up front going through properties with tenants and spending time with them, they we weren't just a, a voice on the other end of the phone. They knew who we were. We, we had a chat with them. We, we were all people in, in the relationship and, and really focusing on that you know, we're not here just to collect rent and send out breach notices. We are... Yeah, it's about making tenants feel like the property is their home because it is at the end of the day. Yes, it's the owner's investment, but the tenants make it their home. And that I think is really key. I really love that. I used to do the exact same thing when I started my rent role for the exact same reason. I did not want tenants coming to my house. And so I would sign <laughs> the lease and do the handover in the property. But I want to ask you a more specific question. One of the things I found with doing the lease signing and the handover at the property was uh, I found that tenants were quite distracted when it came to, I'm trying to get them to sign the lease while they're trying to measure up the fridge space or 
check out the walk-in wardrobe with the kids who didn't see the house. How do you how do you keep people focused for that induction process? And also, how much time did you allow for that appointment? I think, look, early on, yeah, that was a bit of a challenge, um, but we were very early adopters with um, electronic signing. Um, so we've been with DocuSign, um, I, I think, almost since our Real Estate Institute offered a very good deal to take it up. So, um, and I think we're still on a, I hope they don't pull me from this package now, but I think we're still on a very early, very generous package. Um, very generous. DocuSign and, our, and, our, and the Real Estate Institute of WA. Um, so we took that on, I think, as soon as we could. Um, so we have deployed thousands of documents through DocuSign. Um, so yeah, early on, a bit of a challenge, um, yeah, keeping that focus. Um, as you sort of say, running off to measure the fridge or will this fit or what does this do or what does that, we'll get to that. Um, you know, there's a lot of that, but um, DocuSign certainly made that process um, really easy now. Yep. Okay. That, that makes a lot of sense and that certainly would make a big difference in how long that takes and also requiring the focus because you're not needing to get them to sign anything there and then except maybe to accept the keys. Yeah. So that makes sense. So if we if we talk about um, Christina, once you had joined the business, how did you two divide responsibilities? How did you decide who was in charge of what? Um. That's a really good question. I think I love you, Rob. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this is going to be a good answer now that I've started with that. Uh, Rob is a control freak, but that, that's we're both control freaks. I can't claim not to be as well. Um, it was very challenging in the start because Rob's not very good at letting go. Um, and it was kind of helped along by the fact that we were using console gateway at the time and it was we because we were a home office we didn't have an elaborate server set up we had it on one computer which was Rob's and in order to be able to do anything in console property management wise um, I had to wait for Rob to be done on his computer and so we, we did have a few technology challenges to to overcome initially. Um, we did move to a uh, like a, a, a VPN essentially um, for console gateway uh, as like a cloud kind of product, um, but then moved to property me and moving to property me was game changing for us. That that really meant that we could actually effectively divide tasks. Um, we did dabble initially a little bit in sales. It's not our it's not our strength by any stretch of the imagination. Sorry, Rob. I know you like to have a play around every now and then. But it, I sell one a year. You know, I a million or two million dollar property, and then I go back to that's it. Um, and so I was kind of more focused initially on our sales team. Um, but we did make the decision to pull that before Valentina was born and really focus on what we're good at, which is property management. Yeah, cool. So what about like you're married and your business partners? How do you deal with differences of opinion in your business? And then how do you manage the impact that that has on your relationship? 
That's that's another very good question. I, I think I think you just learn over time, and I think look, I think we default each of us default to what we're good at, and I don't think you know. I think Christina will probably agree here. I think you know there's no argument at the end of the day if something is a core strength or core skill of, of one of us um i don't think there's any argument or dispute over it there's a handful of gray areas and that's i think where we generally will come together and sort of say well how are we going to work this out um you know uh but i think you know ultimately you know we do have a few key responsibilities each that we just we stick to because they're either our responsibility, our baby that we've taken on, or or just an area of the business or of business that we're good at. Um, so it's not so much, um, you know. And I think there's some crossover areas, but but not too many. Yeah, we we do keep things quite separate now. So Rob deals with our leasing and BDM side of the business, and I'm dealing with the day to day sort of property management. And there there really isn't. Uh, we're, we're quite separated in how we're doing it. So I've got my stuff to do, he's got his, and you know, we, we kind of meet in the middle and we've got a, a whiteboard. We all stand around and match up the bits that that cross over and then go back to our own spaces. Uh, literally at the moment we're sitting in our office and we're at opposite ends of the office. And are you doing that just for this podcast recording or is this Sorry. how you sit? <laughs> this is our arrangement. So um, one at one end, one at the other, and staff in the middle. So okay, so it's kind of like you run almost a pod structure in your business. Is that how you would classify your team structure? Um, look, probably, yeah. I mean, it's a bit hard because we're not we're not a massive um, business. So I think if we you know, if we had that scale of say, let's say we scaled to a thousand managements, it would be easy to fall into more of a pod structure, um, but also just as easy, I think, to fall into that defined sort of task structure of, you know, one person to deal with say tenants, one to deal with owners, one to deal with the leasing and BDM, and then one to deal with the, the maintenance and inspections in between. Um, so we could easily fall either way as we scale. Yeah, okay. So, Thinking about, you know, when it comes to the weekends or evenings when you come home from work, how do you how do you switch off from like being in work mode to being in, you know, husband and wife or mum and dad mode? Because you both go to the same office and you both go home to the same home and you both raise the same daughter. How do you do that? I think it's gotten easier. Um, <laughs> I think, no, well, I think... Uh, technology, so yeah, the ability to switch our phones off. Um, no one has our mobile numbers, um, so our clients don't have our mobile numbers. Uh, our tenants don't have our mobile numbers, and we've done that on purpose. You can still reach us through our office line, and you can leave a message. And look, nothing's so important um, that can't be dealt with tomorrow. Um, you know, there's that there's that old line that goes around property management. You know, the only PM that needs to be available twenty four seven, you know, is the Prime Minister of Australia. I mean, you know, um, you know, he should answer his phone at midnight if there's a disaster. What, you know, we should, um, you know. So I think, I think having that rule, um, I think it gets easier. And I think having a child, um, I think refocuses, um, you know, as well. What, what you've got to do, you know, when you jump in the car and you get home, you kind of have to clock out and clock back in into sort of parent mode. Yeah. 
And I think the separation now of moving from having had a home office to an office for us was a, a big big help uh, because it really did create those boundaries and, and and initially our office we were walking distance from home so we walk in almost every day except when it was raining and that 15 minute walk was uh, it both ways it was kind of that time to decompress often we'd walk together we'd just kind of get everything out that we needed to from the day and then we got home and we were home there you know I, I I'm a big um user of my iPhone I and I love using the settings in it so my phone goes on to quiet mode I don't have any notifications on my phone the, the only notifications I get are my Facebook messenger ones and to be honest every now and then I switch them off because they get quite annoying um oh not so much annoying distracting um I don't get a notification when I get an email I don't get a notification out like my my phone is set so that teams won't ring outside of business hours so using technology to help set up those boundaries really means that we can focus on like what Rob said is important and that's our time together as a family. I love that so that leads straight into my my next question which is what impact has being in business together had on your relationship and on your family? Well, I don't think Valentina's known any different. She was, uh, she's five. Um, I, I think the the morning that we were, that she was born, I was checking emails in the hospital you know, with Rob sitting next to me and I think you receded after she was born. So it's just been kind of, she, she she's just been part of it. Um, you know, We've got some super cute videos of her taking people on tours of properties. She's very good at pointing out towel rails and yeah, in, in the things that she sees as important in her house. Um, yeah, so it's kind of, for her, she's no, no different. Um, but for us, we, I, I know I make a big effort to make sure that I've got those technology boundaries set up so that I can get home and be focusing on that. The, the worst one is when I go in and look at my outlook after hours. I shouldn't do it, but I, sometimes I do. And, and that's the moment where I'm like, no, put the phone down and you need to actually focus on each other rather than the, technology, the, the phone. Hmm. So if you were to give, give any advice to people who are considering going into business with the, either with their spouse, with a family member, what words of wisdom would you have? I'll let you go first, Rob. Um, eyes wide open, be comfortable with each other. I think that's, um, yeah, that, that's, I think that's really where you've got to be. Um, you know, and I think you've just got to be, you've still got to be thick skinned. I mean, to this day, I'll still get people ring me and say, look, I spoke to your receptionist. Oh. And, uh, receptionist. I said, geez, we hire someone. I'm not, <laughs> this is a problem because I don't think we can afford one of them this month. Um, oh, you, you mean the other, you mean the, the business owner? No, 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 you're a receptionist. You know, so I think you've just got to be, you know, you've just got to be thick skinned. You, you're going to have people like that. Um, uh, you, you know, you, you've just got to be, I think you've just got to be prepared for anything. And I think the last 
you know, two and a half years, especially. I mean, we, I think as we were chatting earlier, we we entered in this business in what became a pretty challenging market. I mean, Christina talked about uh, redundancies. I mean, you were one of about 100 yeah, in the same company that was made redundant on the same day. So um, it wasn't it, you. It, it, was, it was also my sixth sixth redundancy yeah. and I yeah. wasn't yet 30. So yeah. I, I so, you. You know, so, um, you know, the, the dangers of a very fluid industry where, where that just tends to happen as you ride those booms and busts. Um, and, and I think, you know, that's probably a good grounding for being in a business, a particular small business, where, you know, there are a lot of ups and downs and I guess you've just, you know, you've just got to be prepared to weather that. And I think for me, my advice would be don't work if you both have the same skill set, it's not going to work. Um, Rob and I are very different in that Rob's very much a high-level thinker and I'm really good at the detail. Sometimes Rob will tell me that I get too bogged down in the detail and the little bits, but I'm, yeah, he has the idea and I can make it happen. Um, you, want, you, you need a team like that. It's not going to work if you're both the ideas people or both the detail people because you're just going to get stuck and the wheels are going to spin and you won't move forward like you want to. That's incredibly good advice about, yeah, recognising your skill sets and not going into business together if you have the same skill set. That's uh, very, very wise words. Thank you both so much. And thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Now, I know that people listening or watching this will want to find where they can find you and how they can stalk you on Facebook or Instagram. Um, if you're cool with it, I will pop all of your social handles into the show notes. But where are we best to find you? Um, from a company point of view, probably Facebook. Awesome. So I'll make sure that I pop your uh, Facebook handle into the show notes so that uh, people can head on over and check out what you're up to. Thanks, Alan. Thank you both Thank you. so much for joining me on this podcast. Thanks so much for sharing your um, real lived experience of being in business together as husband and wife. And thanks for sharing your advice for people who are considering taking this leap as well. Thanks, Thank Alan. You. You're welcome. Thank you. Wasn't that a fantastic interview with Christina and Rob? They certainly have some gold and wisdom to share with you all about the importance of having clear boundaries in your business, the importance of having clear boundaries around responsibilities in the business and how well you can actually run a business as a husband and wife team. So make sure that you go and check out Rob and Christina's social pages. I'll make sure to link them in the show notes of the podcast or near the video that you're watching this episode. And stay tuned for the next episode of the Rent Roll Starter podcast. This episode is brought to you by The Social Summit. The Social Summit is our free and live social media training event and it's coming up soon. So to register for The Social Summit training, go to rentrollstarter.com forward slash social summit and get your registration in 